quick reminder, the hosts of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said on the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. Welcome to episode number 29. This is Mike Frost and today on the podcast, we're gonna be discussing topics you may or may not want to review with your loved ones over the Christmas holidays. First of all, let's welcome to our podcast, David Lee, our founder and CEO. David, how are you getting along today? Hey, good morning, Mike. I'm doing well and uh, looking forward to the Christmas season and getting together with family, which is what we're going to be talking about. That's exactly what we're going to be talking about. And it's interesting today. We've got several generations on the podcast today and representing the younger generation. We have Natalie. She's our producer and marketing director, and she makes us look good on this podcast. Natalie, how's it going with you today? It's going good. I'm, I'm glad to be in the Christmas season. Amen to that. Merry Christmas to everyone listening here. Okay, wait, wait, I got a question though. Which generation are you representing? I'm representing the older generation. (laughs) And David is representing the midlife generation. And Natalie, of course, is our younger generation. So got three different perspectives today on what is it we should be talking about around the Christmas holidays as families hopefully can get together. And we're going to stay away from politics for today. And we're just going to talk about what are some things that maybe the younger generation might want to know from their parents as we get together around the Christmas holidays, and especially in light of what we've been through in 2020 with COVID hitting and over 200,000 people passing away. And so people start thinking about, well, you know what? Am I ready? Do my kids know what's going on? So that's kind of the topics we're going to discuss today. Okay, first and foremost, open communication would be ideal for you during the holidays. And I know some of you think, well, Mike, you don't know my family. I can't tell them anything. Well, we're going to have some of that discussion today. But most people, and Natalie, we're going to ask you this question. Natalie is one of five children. Uh, so Natalie, if, if you didn't know, and I know that you already do know, but if you didn't know what's going on with your parents as far as their end-of-life decisions, uh, are they going to be okay if they want to go in a nursing home, things like that, would you and your siblings want to know that before that situation came about? Oh, of course, especially since there is five of us, uh, we would want to know. And then if that situation did happen or, or God forbid, they'd be in a car wreck tomorrow, uh, who, who, has, who has the decision power? What's, what's going to happen? What's set in place to, so that we know that every, everything's going to be okay? So you, got, you have lots of questions in your mind. And the point from a parent point of view is, have I done the pre-work? to provide you the answers to those questions. So the burden is not left on a child there, right? A child or or five. Or five children. To agree. (laughs) Okay. So now some of you may be thinking about, well, do I want to tell my kids everything? Do I want to share this is how much I have in 401ks? This is how much this person gets or that person gets? That's really going to be an individual decision. David, uh, you've got two children. Uh, One's in high school. One's in college. Uh, what's your take on it? Do you think they want to know this? Now, you're a financial advisor, been in the business 15 years. They're probably assuming you've already got everything laid out. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Um, You know, at this stage of my life when my kids are, like you said, 20, almost 21, 17, they they know that we're, you know, doing doing well and they're going to be okay. But I haven't 
you know, at this stage of life, I haven't gotten to the point where we've felt a need where we need to kind of lay everything out for them and explain to them, you know, the beneficiary arrangements and how, how everything would work if, if, uh, you know, their mother or I were suddenly gone. But I can remember, for example, with, with my parents, it was probably not until I was in my late twenties or so, maybe even 30 or so years of age before they started to share that type of information with, with me and my siblings. Well, there is a danger for those of you listening that you're fairly well off. I mean, you have, you know, seven figures of uh, retirement assets and you plan on leaving those to your, your, your heirs. If they're still in their formative years, I'm going to say like Natalie here, you know, late twenties, early thirties, and you know, they're, they've got their own lives. You know, it, it, you may or may not want to share the actual numbers uh, because there has been some studies saying that if you tell them, yes, Natalie, you're going to get $2 million when we pass away. Well, that may make Natalie say, well, you know what? I don't need to save. I, yeah. I, I've got this coming. And then what happens if that $2 million doesn't come and you haven't saved? So that's one rule of thumb. And the other rule of thumb is, hey, you're going to leave such amount, a large amount of money they need to know that so they can be planning for that and what needs to happen with it. So depends on your individual situation, whether you want to share those hard numbers or just general ideas about what you have. The other thing that I've seen some parents do, uh, and I think, Mike, you might actually fall in this category, and I think this is really wise, that once your children are getting to the age where maybe you're thinking about sharing some of that information with them, if they haven't already been through some sort of a budgeting course, a financial planning course, sat down with an, a financial advisor, just basically learn how to wisely handle money, it's probably a good idea to send them through something like that before you start to share everything with them. And Dave, you're absolutely right. And we all probably have examples of what we call trust fund babies. People get a lot of money, don't know how to handle it, and it becomes a curse versus a blessing. And that would be the last thing the person that left the money would want. So now we're not just talking about money today, though. We're going to be talking about things you should have discussions with your family with. So I call it a love drawer. And what does a love drawer consist of? Do you have one place where your family knows if something, we'll use David here. David's, you know, midlife. He and Jenny were out on a drive or on his airplane and God forbid something happens. Does his, do his kids know where to go to find all the account numbers, all the phone numbers, all the life insurance policies, all the titles, all those important papers, or are they just scattered in different places? So do you have a love drawer set up? David? Uh, I do. My wife knows where that is, but to your point, I mean, I'm glad we're having this discussion today. You know, we can all learn no matter uh, what stage we're in. We have not had that discussion with our children, so our children would not know where to look. But I don't think there's much of a risk of Jenny dying in the airplane with me because she won't ever fly with me. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a good point. That is a good um, discussion to have with your children. To, you don't necessarily even have to tell them, here's how much we're worth or here's what we've got and here's how we're splitting it up. It's never, I guess, too early to have that discussion to say, if, if we pass away, here's where you go. And Natalie, you know, you, you're one of five. So if something happens to your parents, do you know where their important papers are to go to? I do not, but I believe that my oldest sister does. Okay. Somebody in the family does know. All right. Good. Now, we would not recommend you put those important papers in a safety deposit box. And the reason is one of the two of you may be the only key holders. And if you're the only key holders, they cannot get into that safety deposit box. So we always recommend that you have a fireproof 
and waterproof safe in your home and at least one of the people that you important to you children most likely know what the combination is to that safe and the reason you want it waterproof and fireproof if your house catches on fire what do they put on it to put it out it's water so it needs to be waterproof as well all right so get take some time if you haven't done this yet please sit down i'll give you an example my mom passed away suddenly and within two hours we're picking out all of her arrangements and it we it was it was a mess about four years after that, we're looking through her family Bible, and we find a stock certificate. Nobody knew it was there, and it was at a very famous hotel, and we thought we had hit the jackpot. Guess what it was worth, David? Two dollars. Seventy-five cents. <laughs> <laughs> I overestimated. <laughs> I knew that. If you've watched our Money School series, you have shared that story before. There you go. There's a plug for Money School. So let your family know. Take the time. List all your accounts out. Put the account numbers. Put a phone number. How to get in touch with them. Because, folks, by the way, you know, if, if David does get in his airplane and for whatever reason he doesn't make it and he has a life insurance policy, guess what? The life insurance company is not sending his kids the money until they send the insurance company a death certificate and they don't come looking for david's family saying hey we owe you money they're just going to sit on it so if if his kids did not know he had a life insurance policy that policy would be out there for a long time before anybody would know about it so make sure you have all that important information in one spot let the people know that you care about where that one spot is in case of your early demise okay your kids know if you have a will or a trust and if you're sitting there thinking like, whoops, I don't have either, then that should spur you by the end of the first quarter, you get that done. As we all know with this COVID, uh, something can happen and you could be gone in a heartbeat. So make sure you have a will or a trust. David, if someone dies without a will or a trust, what happens? Well, there's a potential for assets to go through probate. And probate consists of going through a judge, charging fees, they have to advertise it, and it could take possibly up to a year before. Or longer sometimes, yeah. So you can avoid all that by having a will and or trust. Now, we're not attorneys. We recommend attorneys. If you want a recommendation, please call our office. We'll give you one. But you, if you own any assets, if you're over 18 and have any assets, you need at least a will. And then that way you're providing for your family. Uh I've had conversations like this in meetings, and I had a guy come up to me after the meeting. He said, Mike, why would I want to make it easy on my family? They've made it tough on me this whole time. <laughs> so hopefully that's not you. <laughs> okay. All right. So if you've done a will or a trust, there's this thing most people would have. It's called a power of attorney. Now, we had an attorney on here. We discussed this. So a power of attorney. Natalie, you have a young son. If something were to happen to you and your husband, do you have a power of attorney for your son? We are currently getting that set up. Ah, <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so a power of attorney can do whatever you can do while you're still alive. That's basically the easy term. So they can do whatever you possibly do. They write checks. They can buy and sell. If you become incapacitated, then they'll step in and do that. So, But your kids need to know who is the power of attorney. And if one of them is it, you might want to let them know that <laughs> right. so they're prepared to step in for you. Yeah, it's definitely a good idea to for your children to know who, like you were saying, Mike, who your power of attorney is, 
where your trust is located. All those things are um, important piece of information that every beneficiary should know without you having to necessarily share your entire net worth story with them. Exactly. It, it, this is, gives your children a sense of peace that mom and dad have got things set up. Exactly. And I don't have to worry about it. And one of those would be, what if um, you went to the hospital and you couldn't make decisions for your, your health care? Right. Do you have a health care directive? And that's usually done when you do a will. But do they know? And that um, removes a lot of stress from the children because if you, if God forbid you were hospitalized and you're on, on a ventilator or some, some or some life support or whatever that's keeping you alive, and the doctors ask your your child or your children, you know, do you want us to leave him on life support or pull him off? That's a big burden to place on a child to know what they should do. But if you've got that advanced directive, it takes all that pressure and stress and emotional heartache off of the child or the spouse or whoever it is. Well, David, I have an example of that too with my mom. Go ahead, Manly. No, I was just going to say it's a lot of it. It's emotional. Your emotions are so high and you have to make all of those decisions. Uh, Like I said, my mom died suddenly and we're in the hospital and the doctors have told us she's not getting any better. So, I mean, this machine is what's keeping her alive and we're all there. And we said, okay, we collectively made that decision, not knowing her wishes. Right. And so that could have been a lot of guilt. The good news is, as the nurse was going to turn the machine off, her heart stopped. Wow. So it, it didn't actually fall the burden on us. It, wow. it, it actually happened like it should have happened. So, But again, to your point, David, if, they, if your kids know, your family know, hey, no life-saving, don't, don't, don't do any of that, just let me go. A lot of times it's called a DNR, do not resuscitate, or there's some other technical terms about don't do a, uh, heroic life-saving events. If they know that's what your wishes are, then makes the decision easy for them. So, and that's what we want to do. We want to provide for our families. Yeah, and so, you know, some of this stuff may not be, uh, I guess you'd say, the most joyful things you want to talk about over the Christmas break, but it might be better than talking about politics, <laughs> <laughs> especially this year. Um, so, but these are, these are in, in all seriousness, these are things that need to be discussed. If you've never had a discussion the upcoming holiday break could be uh, a perfect time to have these discussions with family members and to show them, you know, probably one of the best, one of the best gifts you can give them is to communicate to them that, Hey, we've already, your mom and I, or whoever, you know, whatever the family situation is, we've already thought through this. We've taken care of all this. We've taken, we've tried to remove as much of the stress from you children as we can, if something should happen to, to us. And, um, I think that would be perceived as a great gift that you could share with your family over the holiday season. It's a great way to model the behavior you want your adult children to do as well. Uh, I have right. a grandson and expecting a second grandson, and they just now went and got their trust done. Uh, imagine if they had passed away and left that little boy and no direction on who was supposed to take care of him, then some judge that doesn't know uh, my little grandson will decide who does it versus the parents telling you what to do. So you can model that type of behavior and then ask them, if you have adult children, when are you going to get your will, your trust done, all this stuff that we've just talked about. And once you get all that done, it's not a static document. Things happen. Uh, you know, if you have children, they may, one of them may be wayward and you may decide, you know what, I'm not splitting my assets even. This one's kind of gone off the deep end. We're not going to support that. 
Um, or there might be a divorce in the family and you want to make sure that you, you handle that. Or there may be additional grandchildren or, you know, all these changes, you should update your last wishes. And, and on that note, that's one of the things that I think that's one of the most valuable services we provide here at Mach 1. We have clients come in all the time for regular reviews and we're constantly reviewing their beneficiary arrangements and confirming uh, you know, is this still correct? And uh, for example, a common one we come across is, oh no, that, that child, that daughter has since been married and her last name is now whatever. Uh, so just making those simple changes or, you know, God forbid, oh no, that child, we had an unexpected death in the family. That child's no longer living. We need to update those beneficiary arrangements or even to your point, to your point, Mike, uh, what if one of the children goes off the rails and you need to uh, control money from the grave, so to speak, that says, well, he or she only gets this if they've, you know, gotten off drugs or whatever the case may be. And that's where we would refer you to an attorney that can help draft that the appropriate document to make sure that your wishes are abided by, even if you're no longer around. So like Dave said earlier, you know, this might not seem like the appropriate time around the holidays, but uh, most children, adult children, want to know that mom and dad are taken care of, right. have things planned out, and, and they're not going to have to necessarily come up with all the answers at an untimely death. So give them that sense of peace that, hey, we've got things handled. Like Dave said, we don't have to explain all the numbers, but you should kind of lay out these are what kind of what we're thinking about what we want when time comes. And that'll give them such a sense of peace that, you know, mom, dad, all got it covered. Everything's going to be fine. We don't want to lose them, but when they do, everything's going to be laid out for us. You so. know, and another thing that that um, that I just thought of is, and we talked about this, I think, on some other podcasts, is just advanced funeral arrangements even. You know, if you haven't thought about doing that, uh, that's something, especially if you're, um, especially if, God forbid, you've got a family that's in a nursing home or going to be in a nursing home, that's, something, that's actually an expense that you can use to, help avoid uh, Medicaid expense with. So just simply preparing for having advanced directives, or I shouldn't say directives, advanced plans, a pre-planned funeral can be a big burden uh, shift from the kids. Highly recommend pre-planned funerals. My wife and I, we've got ours pre-planned. We've got them all out. Our kids know it. We have our plots purchased. Uh, we haven't prepaid for it yet, but they know exactly what our plans are. They just go to the funeral home, pull out our file, boom, here it is. Make it real simple. Uh, and, and here in Bentonville, just to give a plug for the city of Bentonville, you can get some really reasonable plot rates here in Bentonville. Call the city, tell them you want a plot, they'll tell you those prices. Okay, folks, we're going to recap this. Have a great Christmas. And while you're together, go ahead and broach the subject. Hey, let's talk about when mom and dad are not here anymore. Here's kind of what we want to happen. Here's what we've got set up. And let them ask questions. I think you'll find out they're eager to know that you're okay and eager to know that, hey, you know what? When time comes, we're not going to have to worry about it. It's all set up. And if you haven't done that pre-work yet, please make it this year that you get that done because I don't know of anybody. Natalie, do you know of anybody that's lived forever? Not forever, Mike. David, do you know anybody that lives forever? I haven't heard. Uh, only uh, only Jesus. Only, only Jesus. One okay. but So the rest of us are probably going to meet that come to that date at some point. So let's go ahead and plan for it. Okay, let's recap this podcast today. Number 28. All right, simple fact of communicating about all these topics will really give your family a sense of peace. 
Be specific or generic as you feel your family can handle it. Some of them can handle the exact numbers. Some of them can't. You know your family. They should leave your house knowing the big picture. And they have a sense of, hey, when something does happen, I can go to this, I call it the love drawer, where there's one spot where we can go find out all the information about mom and dad's affairs. Uh, you'll be setting the example for your children to follow. They can go and get their will and trust, everything set up, and have it for their families as well. And then once you get it done, please update it. Things don't stay static. And so when your time comes, you, you will be glad, they will be glad that they had this conversation, and, and it's going to happen, so we might as well plan for it. And, and that time of their life won't be near as stressful. And trust me, from someone who picked out his mother's casket two hours after she passed away with no pre-planning, that is not the time to be doing that. Okay, Natalie, how do folks send questions to us? You can email podcast at mock-onefinancial.com or you can head over to our website and there is a podcast tab, a little form that you can fill out there. We would love to answer any questions you may have about the podcast on any subject or or if even if you want to suggest a guest that we have on the podcast, we are open to that as well. Well, speaking for a future podcast and future guests, who do we have coming up? Coming up next week is Susan Goss. She's kind of a local celebrity here in NWA, but she is a marriage and family therapist. And so she'll be providing some good insights um, with how to cope during during this COVID Christmas season. It kind of goes along well with this podcast, Mike. Well, if she's a therapist, she's going to have a whole lot of material with this group here. So we look forward to having Susan join us on the podcast. Okay, folks, here's your thought for the day. This is an African proverb. For tomorrow belongs to the people that prepare for it today. For tomorrow belongs to the people that prepare for it today. Go ahead and prepare what you're going to have this conversation with your family over the holidays. And if you're not prepared, let this be a wake-up call. Go out and get that done. It'll be a sense of peace for your family. Okay, folks, that's it for today. We appreciate you listening to the podcast, and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 market moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mock-1financial.com disclosures.